Hey, welcome to Late Night with Larry. We're here doing it once again. I'm here with my co-host, Vince. Vince, give me a shout out. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Larry D Studios. Glad to have you back. That's right. We're here every week doing it for you. Yep. Uh, before we get started, you know the drill. Tap that app. Hit Tap the it. subscribe button. Tap it twice just to be sure. That's right. And if you want to get in touch with us and share a story you may have, you could do that at Late Night with Larry 55 at Gmail. Dot com. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah, we would. Uh, we'd love to hear your stories. Uh, Try it. Tell us we suck. Whatever you want. Yeah, <laughs> or you just want to tell us about your favorite TV show. That's fine, too. We just want to hear from you. Anyway, we usually talk about the topic of Sasquatch. And we're going to switch it up today. We're going to go uh, on the outer limits. And we're going we're gonna to touch base a little bit about the alien phenomenon going on throughout the world and in our own backyard. Right. It's a pretty, uh, it seems pretty frequent here in our backyard. It is. Um, now, we usually do a shot to y'all, and we're out of shots today. Uh, but what we are going to do is we're going to toast you. And we like to take it to the Rockies, the cold Coors Light. And this one's for you. Sit back and have one with us and have a listen. We'd like to see them peaks. That's right. When it's blue, it's ready. Right. All right. Well, we're going to start it off because off camera, me and my brother were talking, and he recently had what he believes could be a possible sighting. You want to tell us? Right. About? Yeah. Now, like, I, I think it was two evenings ago. I was driving home from work, and uh, if any of you are familiar with New Mexico, the Albuquerque area, I was traveling east on I-40, and about 25 miles west of Albuquerque, uh, it, w it was, I don't know, about 8 o'clock in the evening. It wasn't, it wasn't dark yet. It was just uh, starting to get dark. The sun was setting, but you could still see perfectly. Now, up in the sky, I noticed uh, a light over on the right side of the interstate, and I didn't think nothing of it because there's always a... Uh, aircraft and stuff flying around right. now i watched this light for about 10 seconds and after about 10 seconds it just faded out and disappeared and i was like what did i really see that so i kept looking in the sky in that direction and i saw nothing where that light could have came from so you know i the thing the thing popped into my head is you know you always hear people who have sightings like that i'm like right. did that really happen did i really see what i thought i saw Right. I mean, you're not alone when it comes to sightings like that. It's been documented all over the world that most people, when they do see or have a UFO experience, when they see a light like you saw, um, they say it just appears and they'll pulsate, change colors, maneuver, and then they all of a sudden just fade out and, and disappear. Yeah, uh, It's the same scenario time after time. I mean... In, in that instance, you saw what maybe millions of people have seen prior to you, you know? Right. And it's, it's not that uncommon to see something like that if you're witnessing some UFO activity. Right. Now, I have a friend. He lives here in Albuquerque, but he has a, a house on one of the reservations between here and Grants. Now, he stays there on the work days because it's a lot closer. And he tells me when he travels to his house from Albuquerque, he always sees stuff in that general area. Well, I, and, and I think so because if, if we look in that general area where you guys are going toward the mine, that's headed up toward uh, north 
toward the Hickory Apache Tribe area, the Cuba area. And supposedly that's a hot spot for UFOs in New right. Mexico, as well as, you know, even here over Albuquerque, we've had a lot of UFO sightings. <clears throat> uh, New Mexico period is a hot spot for UFO activity. And like we've said in previous podcasts, we believe it's because right here is where we developed the atomic bomb that changed the history of the world. Right. Uh, we did research and testing of those bombs here. Uh, of course, some of the big ones were in Nevada, and maybe that's why Nevada and Arizona have a lot of UFO right. sightings. But this is the birthplace here. This is it. And we've always had UFO sightings, and uh, and we always will. I'm going to guarantee it. Right. Uh, now, yeah. Now, not only UFO, we have other strange going-ons. You know, there's the skinwalkers, and right. there, there's a, a ton of paranormal activity. Uh the Sasquatch, all that, you know. Right. Now, I'm, I'm going to tell you a little story about, I don't know if I told you this, my my neighbor, uh, he's, he's sworn that he's seen UFOs and he's seen them with other people. And he's afraid to tell people the story because he said he's told people what he saw and people just don't believe him. Well, he was telling me about an incident. He has a friend who was a traffic controller and worked at the airport. <clears throat> and on this particular night, it was like 2, 3 in the morning. They had a sighting that even the traffic control tower picked up. And this was a huge, huge, kind of like, uh, I, he said it like several football fields, big craft that was hovering low over the city of Albuquerque. And it was kind of like, the downtown area is where it could be seen the best, and that's close to the airport. But he said, you know, his friend, everyone, they saw it. They saw it hovering, and the streets were dead, and then it just took off. And now people aren't going to believe you if you tell them something like right. that because that's just too inconceivable for most people. Right. But he swears it's true, as well as some other stories he's told me. Right. Now, I, I told my brother earlier, uh, since I've had my uh, Bigfoot encounter, and we've seen a lot of strange lights out in the mountains that we can't explain, um, I've come forward, I've told my story, and now we started the podcast. And for, for some reason, when people have something strange happen to them, and like the people I work with, they want to come and talk to me. Or I've had people that I know I don't work with, something happened to them, they call me on the phone and they want to tell me the story. Maybe it's because I won't uh, ridicule them or, you know, right. call you're, them cuckoo. You're going to listen to them with an open mind. Right. You're genuine about the story as to where other people will be, roll their eyes and say, yeah, right. Right. But uh, I was talking to another gentleman at work about UFO sightings. And uh, there's another guy I work with. He's a total non-believer. All he said was, you know, with green screens and this computer software, they can make a lot of things look real. And and like I told my brother, they can. But like when you see it for yourself out in the open night sky, there's no green screening that, baby. Right. And th th this comes from people who they don't go out. They don't go out at night, period. Right. These, these are the people that just stay indoors and maybe get their enjoyment from. And, and there's nothing wrong with just reading books or watching TV if that's your thing. But we'd like to get outdoors. Well, his thing is he's a mechanic, so he never looks in the sky. 
And well, he's not out past dark. Well, maybe this guy's a tool. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, you know, many people and many sane people have seen things that they can't explain. Let's take it to our astronauts that have been in the Apollo missions and even the astronauts that were aboard the space shuttle. Many of them recount their stories of what they've seen while they were out in space. Now, they were coached by NASA before they even left the ground that if they were to see something out of the ordinary or that they couldn't explain, especially if they were broadcasting back to Earth where the general public could listen, they were to be very careful of what they said and how they said it. And they were to take pictures and document as best they could of what they were seeing. And then they'd bring the reports back to NASA. And, of course, NASA would take the film from the camera and they'd develop it. But when the astronauts saw the finished product and what was going to get released, they would. many of them stated that's not at all what we saw up there. So we know that there was a cover-up from NASA on this topic. Uh, even if you watch, even as far back as five years, if you would watch the space station live because they have a live feed on YouTube... Every now and then it goes dark, and it goes dark because certain things come into the picture. Right. They also try and take pictures that are taken from the space station, and they'll Photoshop any any UFO activity out. Now, I was telling my brother, some of these astronauts, John Glenn and them, they have genuine UFO stories that they can't explain. Right. Um, now, they're not saying it's alien craft, but there were... S- things that were following them in space and they don't know what they were right and uh now nasa has uh lately uh come forward and said yeah like for instance the albuquerque incident uh, a month or, or two ago when there was a, a ufo spotted by an airline pilot right they said yeah we we don't that craft wasn't ours we don't know what it was they they've cut they've gotten better about admitting there's things out there but they still are pretty tight-lipped. They'll only leak a few things. They won't show everything they have. No, they won't. And and they're saying the word is that the general public is not ready for disclosure. Right. You know, but one of the scientists has said disclosure is not a one-time event. Disclosure is a process. It happens slowly over time. Um, now, if there's going to be a true disclosure, the aliens are going to just have to land on the White House lawn and... And they're going to have to take uh, that guy and Jilly for a ride. Right. And <laughs> uh, that dang dog that bites everyone. That's right. <laughs> but we know that's not going to happen because although they may study us and interact with us and supposedly abduct us, they're not going to interfere with us. Uh, I think they would interfere if we were on the verge of nuclear war. Maybe we'd see some. Right. You've, you, uh, we've invention. all heard stories about them shutting down a silos and facilities right and and i've heard that they visit this planet because they say this planet is unique and that there are others like it out there but the water on this planet is unique and i hear a lot more about uh usos which are unidentified submerged objects and there's got to be a reason why ufos are penetrating the water and right and and for whatever reason, but like some of the people that have supposedly had interaction with aliens, they have said the water on this planet is unique. 
And that's why they're seen around the oceans and the water lines. And, I mean, we talked about on one of our episodes uh, UFOs that the, the Navy fighter pilots, they saw one underneath the water and the little ones over it. And it's the Tic Tac video that right. everyone's seen. That little one led the fighter Jeez, pilots right. away. But there was a, a bigger one underneath, right, hovering underneath the water. What they were doing, no one knows, but it kind of solidifies what some of the people said, that they say our waters are unique. Right, and uh, when they went back to that area, the big one was gone. That's right. Now, it's it's not far-fetched to see them under the water because if they could cross the universe, you know, like like, like we, we talked about earlier, there's got to be something more to the technology, like our fighter jets, our craft are going faster and faster, but we can only go so fast because too many G-forces will kill us. Right. So there's there's got to be some kind of self-contained pod in there. Well, I, I think if if they have the technology to do that, for one, we we depend on the metal to protect us. Um, now, I think their capabilities go beyond that where they could shield their pod against gravitational pull or whatnot. Right, I was going to say, if they could bend time and space, they could shield from G-forces. That's right. So the G-forces won't affect them. So they could... You know, the way those aircrafts move, if they're doing Mach 3 and all of a sudden stop and do a, a 180, what would kill us because it would basically turn our insides to mush doing that? You know, if they're totally protected, then they're in, they're they're no different than being in, in a, a plane that's making the right turn. Right, right. Yeah, so. It's just interesting. And what we talked about earlier is... Uh, the thing is, the aliens say that uh, we'll never get to that area, that uh, level of consciousness. Right. Well, you know, some say we will, some say we won't. Uh, the ones that are looking out for us supposedly and want to help us achieve that level of consciousness because their theory is they want us to become part of the space community is what they call it. Uh, now, and how true this is, I don't know, but some people that interact with aliens and supposedly have constant contact, they say there's trade routes open and, and uh, you know, there's aliens going back and forth through space all the time. We're just the new kids on the block that, right. that so, we're not there yet. So we're getting the short end of the stick because they come here, get resources, maybe refuel, and they don't pay us our trade. <laughs> That's right. Well, and, and like, and here's one thing that one of the... Uh, men who supposedly interacts with them he said their technology is so advanced we can't stop them from doing anything they don't want he said so you hear these theories that the government has uh pro quid pro quo deals with them where we'll let you do this if you give us technology he said that's not true he said these creatures have the technology to do what they want and we can't stop them and it's true if they could cross time and space like that what weapons do we have that's going to stop them right exactly <clears throat> i mean uh just to revisit what you said about not being on the conscious level to be a space explorer or to visit other galaxies um it's funny because there's some people here who claim to have achieved a different level of consciousness i've told right. you about that girl i know who claims to be woke right and she sees things differently right. now we all talked we talked about the ley lines the 
what are they called? The magnetic lines of flux around the earth. Right. And some say UFOs use those to navigate. Right. She claims to be able to see them. Right. And not only that, she says at the intersections, and she claims to have seen this also, that there's guardians. Right. They guard the intersections. Because when she goes into, she said, a di- she told me where I can remember a different part of the state. I guess there's an intersection. She said the guardian's always there waiting for her. And she feels that that guardian don't like her. Yeah, well, that's because he probably thinks maybe those ley lines where the guardians are, are portals to time and space. Possibly. And maybe he knows, hey, she could see what's going on. And, and or, or maybe she's not ready and she could corrupt things. Right. Now, she claims she has been in another dimension. Well, if you pop acid, you're in another dimension. Yeah. True that. True oh, that. All right. Well, no, I'm just kidding. But yeah, no, but maybe just, she is. The story she tell me, she don't give me the full story, but she used to give me little bits and pieces. And it was interesting. You know, I, I, I always try to listen with a, an open mind. Right. Right. But, uh, you know, some things are, are really hard to digest. And by digest, I mean, believe and right. process and Maybe because I'm not on that level. Right. And and that takes it back to, like we say, some people that won't share the UFO stories because of, you know, some people ain't on that level because they just don't believe it's possible. They're stuck to the theory that all these universes out there, just in our own universe, the Milky Way, we have all these stars and different planets. Uh, we're the only life is what they believe. And... Uh, I just find it hard to believe. Right. And, you know, I, I've always thought that if there is a trade route and uh, one day we get to trade with these other right. beings or whatever, we go across the galaxy or we walk into a bar, is it going to be like Star Wars? I was thinking the same thing. If we get to go, you know, and we and one of these aliens takes us into a bar, it's, it, I thought the same thing. Is it going to be like Star Wars? Am I going to walk in and see a chick with three boobs belly dancing? And Now, if that happens in our lifetime, I think the best thing this con- or this world can do is send us as ambassadors. Try it. Because we were sailors. We traveled all around the world. We were good ambassadors. We will take care of the extraterrestrial. Right. That's right. Yeah. Now, uh, it was one thing fighting in a bar full of Marines and a bar full of aliens might be a little different. Huh? Well, no, we'll, we'll, take, we'll tell the aliens we want to go to their red light district. <laughs> <laughs> yep. They'll be like, they don't change. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, that's why, that's why the humans ain't ready for the third level. <laughs> <laughs> They'll be like Planet of the Apes, you dirty ape. <laughs> 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 Uh, but yeah, no, but I believe, and I believe they're here. I believe they've always been here. I just like in, uh, all the ancient texts, even the Bible, these pictures, uh, there's creatures. I mean, not of this world. People, oh. people claim that they built the pyramids or at least they, they had the knowledge and they used the slaves to do it. No. And, and, you know, I do believe they're here too. It's just hard for me to. Now that I know what kind of planets are out there, we have our telescopes out there looking at space, and they call them exoplanets, and they're Earth-like planets that supposedly have uh, atmosphere like ours, mountainous, water. It's hard for me to believe that we are the only creatures out there. Intelligent creatures. Right. And and like I've said in the past, you know, I, I believe in, in, in a God and a creator. Uh Everything starts from something somewhere. 
And my philosophy is space and time was created by God. So if you look in that, all that space, all all those stars, everything, if they were created by God, and if you're a believer in the Bible and you say, yes, he created everything, why couldn't he create other life out there? Right. And maybe that life is a little more intelligent than us because they've evolved. They've been around longer. That's right. They've they've had millions of at least a million or more years jumpstart on us. So. Who, who knows for sure? No, well, yeah, I'm just theorizing too, just like everyone else, but... You know, that's that's my train of thought. And people may say you're crazy or or you can't believe in your Bible if you think like that. No, no. I just look at the telescope and the pictures they take in space, how vast it is. It would be hard for me to believe that we're the only kid on the block. Right. Now, one thing that we have learned to do better, I got to say, in these last few years is to look at things with a more open mind. Mm-hmm. And you listen, you look at things with a more open mind, the possibilities are endless. They are. They are. Now, as I was telling uh, some of my family members, that it shocked me to learn that uh, one of the most powerful infrared telescopes out there looking for alien life, and I may have mentioned this before, is owned by the Vatican. Right. And uh, the acronym for it is Lucifer. And like I tell everyone, if you don't believe me, Google it. And I've had many people Google it in front of me, and they're surprised what comes up. Now, over the years, because I've been looking it up since like 2012, and we're now 2021, I've seen inserts slowly as to where the church is trying to explain the acronym of Lucifer. And... This telescope, it sits outside Tucson uh, on the Tohono O'odham Indian tribe. If you're going south to, in that area, uh, that's Apache Reservation, and it sits on, I think, Mount Kitty or something. It, but it's it's there, and that's why they keep Tucson dark. Tucson isn't a well-lit city, and that's why, because they've requested uh, too much light. Blind, it interferes with the telescope. Light pollution. And uh, when I first heard about it, I didn't believe it, but it's there, people. Right. Things that make you go, hmm. But getting back to uh, the aliens and uh, how they built the pyramids, some say that the pharaohs were aliens with the elongated skulls. And and we've we've had that discussion. And their knowledge and power, and they're always depicted as being bigger. Well, and and if you take it, there we go again with the, we look at the cranium circumference for the normal human. Our brains are only so big. Neanderthal, their brains were bigger. So, So now science is saying they were possibly smarter than us. Why they died out, we don't know, but they're saying they had their own language now. Uh, they were more intelligent because they had a bigger cranium. Now let's take that to the pharaohs and the aliens with the elongated skulls. Those brains were almost three times ours. Right. That's why I'm saying if you have a brain capacity that's almost three times what we have, look at what we've done with our puny little brains. Right. Imagine what they could do with, with theirs. Right. Now... Uh they may have had a bigger brain, but that don't mean they had more of it unlocked. Well, it doesn't. It doesn't. But if if they've built these pyramids that 
puzzle us with our mind. Right. They, no, they, I was I was talking more of the Neanderthal. Oh, the, uh, now well, the pharaohs they had some kind of knowledge to build the the pyramids that died with them. Well, here's the thing on what what I've read on some of the articles that they've recently discovered more Neanderthal uh, like not only skeletal remains but tools and whatnot and they're saying they they they've had to have had their own language and and they said they had to have been smarter than us because now they're going on the line frame that we may have branched off from neanderthal our dna we may have been walking with them and we may have bred with them and that's where we branched Homo sapiens sapiens. Now the breeding may not have been willingly, but <laughs> it may have happened. Well, and and it may not have because if you if you look at the fossil record for Neanderthal, their bone structure they were like twice as big and more powerful. Right. They were powerful beings. They were stout, and they could have wiped us out. They could have if they wanted to. But, so, but see, I, I have my own theory. We may have a, a smaller brain. But over time, we've learned to unlock more of it. And now with our education, even though our education has kind of grown stale, right. uh, it, it's still, we got the process of learning and we, we passed down knowledge and we've learned to do it better. So we've unlocked more of our brain. And that's why right now we are at the top of the food chain because of our knowledge and our use of tools and weapons, right. not because of our body size. Right. I mean, we are. And of course, we said we're going to talk about Bigfoot, of course. <laughs> now... Let's take it, we're at the top of our food chain for what we do. Now, we've talked about it. Bigfoot, the creature supposedly known as Bigfoot, they're masters of the forest, they're surrounding. So in that surrounding, their brain is unlocked more than ours because they've been surviving in that environment with no shoes, no clothes, and, and they still hunt, feed, and eat, and breed and survive as to where if we were to go out there today, although we can use tools and this and that, we're limited. If we don't have what we've developed to survive and be the top of a food chain for our environment, if we get thrown into that environment without our tools, we're going to perish. Right. Try going camping without a firearm. You'll you'll know just how weak and powerless you really are. Exactly. Everyone that goes camping that has a sidearm on them, they're like, I'm the biggest thing out here. I'm like, well, pray to God that that gun don't lock or you don't lose it because right. you're going to learn real quick that maybe I'm not the biggest and baddest thing out here. Right, right. And uh, but you know it's we adapt to our surroundings and that's that's what I'm saying. So there's a lot of theories out there. But do these people come from the stars? Are they the cedars of mankind on Earth? The stories say so. Who knows? We may never right. know. But there, there's different theories. There's theories that uh the fallen angels. You know they taught us all this and that. There's right. other theories that uh we were bred as a slave race for beings from another planet. Will be coming back soon. The Anunnaki. Yep. And uh, if they do come back, they're going to be pissed. They are. They're going to be like, why the hell don't you have the gold we told you to mine? And not only that is, why the hell is everyone sitting down and not working? <laughs> right. <laughs> Especially today with the, the COVID. Right. That's right. And they'll be like, well, uh, oh, collecting unemployment, not working? This shit ain't going to fly. Right. Back to work, measly peasants. Yep. Yeah. It, 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 it'll be interesting. You know, if, if any of these theories hold any water, it'd be right. interesting. Right. And and my thing is, we may never know because, you know, our, our lifespan on this earth, we may think that 
a hundred years, if you live to be a hundred, is a long time, but it really isn't. It's not. It's, it's not. It's it, you look at these. Uh, these they talk about the pharaohs or right. like the the people in the Bible. They lived a lot longer than we did. Well, if you if you truly look at the Anunnaki record of the kings, they lived for thousands of years and they ruled on the earth for thousands of years. Now, how much truth is in that? The in the Sumerian tablets, the record of the kings. They named the king, the lineage, and they ruled for anywhere from five to 14 to 32,000 years. And it's amazing. And you got to wonder, is is this true? Because uh, that's a life, that's a lifespan there. Right. And to where uh, I'm going to be lucky if I make it to 75. <laughs> uh, I didn't know. I didn't think I'd make it this far. <laughs> right. All I'm saying is there's a lot of theories out there and there is a lot of ancient texts that back it up, but no one wants to believe it. Yep. Now, getting back to the existence of aliens. Right. Now, when, when we were younger, uh, I aliens have always fascinated me. Uh, Bigfoot, skinwalkers. You know, back when we were younger, we never heard of uh, the skunk ape or the dog man or stuff like that. Right. But as we got older, you know, it, it, it fascinated us. But until I had my encounter, it made me reevaluate things, my belief system. And also it made me uh, more aware of my surroundings because now I, I look around more. Now when we go out to the mountains, we look up in the sky more. Right. And we're... Uh, we're not the campers that take the radio, sitting there playing cards. No. no, we're out there. We're looking. We're listening. That's right. We're, we're using all our senses. We're smelling because we've smelled some crazy stuff. We're cognizant of our surrounding area. Um, like he said, and let's take it back to let's the Mayans who were the masters of time and who, who knew the stars. At night, they didn't sit around the campfire playing cards and whatnot. Some of them would study the stars. That's why they were so good at the astrological calendars, because they watched the stars night after night. And that's why they documented some of the visitors from the stars, because they right. saw them. Right. If you're looking up at the heavens night after night, you're going to see a thing or two. Right. Now, I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, I saw that light in the sky that disappeared now five, ten years ago. I'd be focused on the road and the cars in front of me. I'm not saying I'm not focused on the road, but right. my eyes wouldn't have been up in the sky. That's but right. but now I, I I I hear all these stories, I all these documentaries. I see video of stuff in the sky. So right. I'm I'm driving. I, I'm 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 a safe driver, but I always glance up. I glance up, and you know it's it's an awesome thing to see the stars. Now I see a lot of uh, they call them shooting stars, but they're actually debris or asteroids burning up in the atmosphere and right. man those are awesome to, just to see stuff like that they are and you know what that's one thing that our our uh society doesn't do enough of today they look at their phones that's right we're, we're focused on looking down rather than up now right and we're guilty of it a lot of the times too that's right, uh, that's, right. that's why they got to stop putting these sexy pictures online because uh, that's what makes you look down at your I phone. know, and you got to stop sending them to me. Oh, well, <laughs> someone's got to watch them with me. Yeah. But no, we do. We focus on the ground more than we do the skies now. Um, but like he's saying, when we go out camping, it's so dark that you have no choice but to recognize and right. see and, what's and above Right, and there's no you. cell phone service out that's there. That's right. So. And uh, if more people would do that, you know, more people would probably be open into, yes, there may be life out there because I am seeing things in the sky that I can't explain that I never saw before. 
Right. And that's probably because we never looked up as much. That's right. But we're doing it now. Anyway, that's what we wanted to bring to you today. And we thank you for listening. You are our crowd. You are our people. That's right. Thanks for listening. Now, you believe in them? Tell us what you believe. That's right. You have an encounter or you've seen a light in the sky you can't explain? Let us hear about it. We'll talk about it or we'll share your story. We want to know. Thanks for listening. Peace. Peace.